<laughs> we have to get Same. rid of everybody's name. The story might stay in there. We'll see. <laughs> the story will stay in there. You just hear a bunch of sensor bars. Oh, boy. Do what you got to do. Just make sure the L word doesn't get in, in there, and I don't really give a shit. Oh, people at home! What's up with that? Podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of Dam Dam Dar Americas. And I'm joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It's him. It is him. It does be DPP. We are T minus 19 days mm-hmm. until the Thunderdome gets a makeover, kind of. It's a brand new Thunderdome. Just location shift. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. The setup down there is going to be pretty cool. I think you're going to be able to have like everything out too, hey? Oh yeah, it's all going to be in that that uh, whatever that one main area. Bars right there, pointing right at the big TV. It's going to be on the wall, and then the recording studio right next to it. Wow, it's going to be great. I can't wait for it. All right, joining us this week, in addition to the greatest tag team ever, is always. The MVP, Mr. Velvet Pipes himself, the new father indeed, finally getting a few more hours of sleep. It's Christopher Platt. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. My brain is still fried and scrambled, though, from sleep deprivation, but we're starting to get into a bit of a routine. Dan, shout out to you, man, because I hate moving. Move, you're doing the Lord's work, man. I fucking hate moving, man. Last time we moved, um, I, I paid people to come. I paid them, to, you know, to come box everything up, pack it up, take everything down, move it over, and reassemble it. And we literally moved right down the street. So that's how much <laughs> I hate fucking moving, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the gang is all here today. The fourth member of the DWI podcast. I mean, there's more than four members, but the four active member, the fourth active member of D. I don't want to, you know, we got Mike and who else thinks they're a member of the show. Satchel. Dave thinks he is, but he's not. <laughs> he's 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 the best friend of the DWI podcast. Just like I'm not a member of of Attitude of Aggression, but nonetheless, AJ Velaz is here this week. You looking funky and fresh, as always. And yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. Not really the same boat as Platt because I've moved too many times where it's like military with my mom back here. The, 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 it, I've, I've moved too many times and I still plan on moving to more places, but 
yeah, no, the, uh, cheers and kudos to you, Dan the Man, because, God, I can, I know they can't see it, but I can see the amount of boxes that are in the background, and, oh, I can poof. see them. Oh. Well, I, yeah, I, I, meant, the I meant, I meant the listeners, I meant the two and a half people oh. that actually tune in. <laughs> oh, it's worth that. Find three. Oh, that, dude. By the way, uh, wherever Mr. Velvet Pipes goes, his consigliere is sure to follow. So Dave is a member of the DWI crew. <laughs> if only, if, well, well, if, Mike only definitely if, is. if only you had the power to make those kinds of decisions. <laughs> well, I'll take it into consideration, but, you know. Okay, well, then fine. You can't fire me this time. I quit. <laughs> no, you don't. All right. DPP, let's let everybody know what's happening this week on the 332nd edition of the DWI podcast. Well, well, we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Sheet. Platt, your boy Scheffler's in sixth going into the weekend, so I know who you'll be rooting for. Yeah, how many strokes down is he? Or back uh, he's about five behind Cam Smith. Okay, so he's got a shot. Yeah, we'll see. I think a lot of these guys with the lead up that high are going to probably want some bad weather so that they can play well in a lot of people. Anyway, DWI Podcast 332. Chair Shot Bets will be back next week. Uh, I'm going to guarantee it on air so that we do it. Anyway. Um, this week, DWI, these guys don't know what we're going to talk about. I'll give you, I'll, and I'll do it, I'll reveal it in in reverse order, the last thing we're going to do today is we're going to do Seinfeld, one of the most epic, uh, notable episodes of Seinfeld. I can tell you right now, the Mike Man and I, um, who is a member of the DWI podcast, um, the fucking fly is killing me here. It's one little gnat. Um, we we were, we were your sitting ass, there. man. Maybe the flies won't be the, attracted the, to the, you. The fly is also a member of the DWI podcast. The, the problem is, is I have. I have slanted uh, walls that come down all the way until the wall isn't straight up and down until about a foot high on the outsides of the room. And the windows, they turn in, so you can't really have a screen. So when I open the windows to get the cross breeze in here, there's really nothing there. So there's not. Dan, you live here. You know what I'm talking it's about. It's just like this <laughs> vortex of wind on the top, so the gnats just fly right through it, you know, like a. Yeah. All right. It's like their anyway. freeway. Just... So, oh, season three, episode five. Mike Mann and I were at the bar and we were talking about Seinfeld and a guy next to us just, hey, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, that was a great episode, blah, blah, blah. So iconic episode we're doing this week. I'm assuming we have trivia. Always. 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 Uh, two other things I got. This isn't what we're going to start with, but I want to see who you guys think will be Ric Flair's last opponent. And, of course, we're going to start the show off with WWE ditching the PG, going back to TV-14. That's what's happening on this edition. DPP, ring the bell. So, guys, we're going back to TV-14. Are we going to get stuff as crazy as in the Attitude Era? What kind of things do you think can happen? Which people on the roster does this benefit which people does it hurt let's have this conversation because this is a pretty big deal wouldn't you say chris i don't man i, I don't really think it is i don't think a whole lot's going to change i think you might get the occasional s-bomb 
and that's about it. They're not going to be bleeding all over the place. Maybe the promos will be a little less scripted. Maybe the talent will have a little more leeway in their promos to kind of inject their own personality into it. But overall, man, I, I don't really think this is that big of a deal. See, to me, what it, my brain happens is we were in the Attitude Era, right? And you had all these high school and college kids and then young adults that loved the product, right? And as they got older, they had kids. So it only made sense to make money off of them. But now their kids that they had... Now they're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. And those kids are ready for more of a story, right? More more of a life like not just this force-fed PG stuff that people don't like sometimes. Now it can be done well, but that's what I'm thinking. We're capitalizing on the money here. We're rotating what we sell you by generation because WWE fans are generationals. It only makes business sense to me. And in my mind, in thinking about this, as I'm driving home from work today, thinking about what we're going to talk about wrestling wise, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to comment on this. And the biggest thing it opened up for me in my mind was if that's where the money's going, maybe we finally get a Cena heel turn. Before um, AJ and Dan, you guys jump in here, I just want allow me to retort, if you will. The problem is society as a whole is just very much different than it was in the mid to late 90s. So we can't go back to that attitude era. That would be a uh, nightmare in terms of sponsors, in terms of uh, public outrage and outcries and shit like that. I, I you know agree what I mean? there. You're, no, no, I get you that. There, you have to be, you're in a much more PC world now, right? It, much more understanding, much more uh, coexisting world than we were before. And it's and it's better for our society. But it doesn't mean you can't involve more. It's better for people in a whole if we can learn to coexist together. You have to agree with that. I mean, well, we need yeah, that part that. is better. Yeah, that's yes, that, that's but kind of what I'm mainly it, saying. We, okay, all right. I'm not There's gonna, a little more yeah. under, there's a little more global understanding to that point than there was at back in that time. Let's put it that way. I'm, I'm not going to argue, man, because Dan and, and, and uh, AJ need to get up in here. But my last thing is adult-themed adult storylines, though, would be the big thing, right? And you can say shit and you can bleed. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. AJ, why don't you jump in there? We'll let Dan uh, bring up the rear. Well, I mean, I, I do like the fact that it's going to PG-14 because, Tony, you made the best point where – you know, we had the 80s where everything was Hulk Hogan, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, yada, yada, yada. 90s, people started being sour on it. I mean, there, there was a time where it's like, okay, uh, Hogan, red, yellow, real American, American made, okay. Turns black and white. Attitude error also happens for WWE. Everything got grittier, edgier, et cetera, et cetera. And people started getting invested more. And then, like Tony said, those people had kids. It's like, yeah, I really watched wrestling at this time. All right, well, you know, you have squeaky clean Cena. You know, hustle, loyalty, respect, do this. I, I, I know every day he's, like, breaking his new Make-A-Wish record, which is good. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just stating. But now we have the Tribal Chief. Now we have Brock Lesnar just... I mean, Brock Lesnar never changed, but Brock doesn't have to be like, hey, maybe don't say shit. And we can do more stuff. 
The only thing that I have a problem with is if people are expecting this to be the new Attitude Era, I, and this is weird for me to even say from being a Belaz, but just make sure that the women aren't degraded like they were back in the early 2000s. That's my only request out of all of this. I just think you guys are, you guys are, I don't think people are thinking that. You're not going to get those coarse, crass storylines and characters. No, 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 you're not. I'm just saying, like, Vince will probably think that. No, but I mean. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think a whole lot is going to change, you know? It's adult themes. It's more adult themes. It's more blood, and it's more swearing. That's all it is to me, in my opinion. What do you think, Dan? We've been waiting. Everybody's been waiting to hear from the (laughs) sign. Oh, yeah. Sure. You, I mean, you, you can't get much more adult theme than having Rusev get cucked by Bobby Lashley. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> oh, God. And then Liv comes out of nowhere as player four. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I, my opinion on it, I guess, is I don't think anything at this point is going to change other than adding swearing to it, adding a little more, I get, yeah, I think a little more adult, a little more heavier storyline. Uh, you know, I like where you go with that PC because I don't, I don't think it's gonna lead to blood. I don't think it's gonna. Obviously, there's no way it's going to anything like, anything like the attitude there. It's just not. It's just not the I'm way not it's gonna. Be. Blood, but a, I'm not saying blood twice a night or no, once an I'm hour. No, I'm not saying that either. Basis, but shit, I'm they saying, do it on TNT. Or I just TBS don't think they're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing about WWE. Like, they're gonna get less pushback for bleeding on USA and Fox than they are on Peacock for the pay per views. Yeah, I think they will. True, I think they will. I just don't think. I guess as long as Vince McMahon's still there, I don't think they're gonna do it. He's he's not a big component for the blood thing anyway. I don't think they're gonna do it. But they may get maybe like I could see one or two matches every once in a while getting that because it. I think it does help some of those matches. It makes it feel a little more grittier, a little more real, things like that. You know, a little more towards what AEW does in some of their matches, but just not to that extent. You know. One every once in a while is worth it, I think. Because I always thought, you know, if you're going to have a cage match, you're going to have this kind of match. It's supposed to be like we're sending off, we're fighting to the death. You know, like that's kind of stuff I think needs a little blood or color or whatever. It needs something a little more than just the PG type of look. Show the brutality. So Show the brutality of the entire match. Yeah, basically. I'd like to see that there. If you're going to have a hardcore match or something, then you're going to... That's, that's part of the hardcore style, I think, so... I would like to see them do that more stuff. And I think if they do, you know, bringing it to out of this PG setting, you can kind of have a little more freedom to do something like that. So it's not, I don't think it's going to get anything over the top from where we are, but I think it can add to that, you know, like PC was saying, where, you know, you can get a little bit of that more of a heavier storyline, more of an adult storyline, you know, a little more grittier, a little more, you know, realism to a fight. I, I like to see. Vlad, did you want to jump in there? Or AJ, go ahead. I, I mean, I completely agree with Dan with, you know, yeah, blood isn't necessary for every night on a show. It isn't. It starts getting excessive and you just kind of like raise an eyebrow like, okay, that was not needed, but fine. But no, I agree with the whole, if it's going to be a brutal match, cage, hell in a cell, no disqualification, show a little color. The only thing that goes through my mind is, will an F-bomb be dropped? I'm not saying do it often, but do you think it would? 
that's that's a network thing that can't yeah. happen. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, they could. You can see yeah. shit and bitch maybe on USA and um, uh, SmackDown probably not. I'm uh, just something that made me think because usually the ruling, and I know it's for movies, not networks or television, but PG-13 and up, you're allowed like one, maybe two F-bombs. Well, this is not even that. This is this is TV-14. Yeah. And before 10 o'clock. I think after 10, all game all game is off. Yeah. So so we do it for the last promo. That last <laughs> right. always we always right when 105 hits. Is, uh, shit, piss, fuck, yeah, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. Death, <laughs> fucking Rollins. That last hour of Raw is actually open game for them to get as as gritty as they want to get. To be honest with you, to test it out, and that's generally their least watched hour. So that is also something. In addition, Greg made a great point on Twitter this week in saying that I think maybe it was in the, I don't know if it was on the feed on a, a public feed or if it was in the DM, but uh, NXT has been trending that way for a while now. Well, who would know? Cause nobody watches that shit. <laughs> I, Greg, I guess. Greg watches it. So I, I believed him. Um, all right. Yeah, but I mean, you know this, but this is reason, you know, 1085, why professional wrestling should have never been run by a publicly traded corporate entity because you you can't risk you can't run the risk of embarrassing stockholders or or shareholders rather or you know there's only so risque you can go is what I'm trying to say. Can't disagree with that. Does anybody have any last thoughts they want to get in here before we take a quick commercial break? I would also be interested to see if they do anything with the allowing the talent to do more things other, you know, like it seems like, you know, like AEW starts to do a lot more big moves, a lot more, you know, table spots, all that kind of stuff. And WWE is a little tamer, you know, they're trying to protect their talent. Obviously no chair shots to the head or anything like that. But I mean, like having a little more hardcore matches where we don't get that as often as we used to. Oh, but we always use our head. I mean, you have more hot and talented women than you've had in a long time on the roster. We know for a fact that there's some dating and some fucking going on behind the scenes. Why not put that on television? Like, that's compelling television. That's good storylines. Put two Realism. dudes up against each other trying to get at the hot chick. Yes, that's that's real shit. And you it's a storyline that everybody can relate to. Is that what you want? <laughs> All right, folks. Let's not. Sure. Ponder the possibilities and stay with us while we take a quick commercial break. 332nd edition of the DWI podcast right here. Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the chairshot.com, where we encourage you to enjoy your way of the day. <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com Fuck that one up. I need to drink more. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Want to make sure we get that in there for everybody. And I was trying to tell you to enjoy your day the chair shot way 
by always using your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I have to announce to you that I will never retire. Is this going to be his last fucking match or is he like the equivalent of Kiss? Because I swear they've had a last tour for the last 30 years. (laughs) Yo, they have been milking every possible way you could milk this shit, try to get a dollar. They got Woo Wings. He got a Woo Zay, a, a, a champagne out now. Like, this, in my head, man, the only thing I think of is, um, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see each other again on Spaceballs 2. This time it's for the money. Like <laughs> Merchandising. Merchandising. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Conrad, man. He's a marketing genius. And, and I mean, on paper, he's put together a decent card. Like, some of the matches have been announced. You got the StarCast thing. They're doing everything they can. I, I'll be, I won't be surprised if we get, like, some woo condoms or something like that. Like, when you orgasm, I don't know, it just clicks in your head. You got to go woo or some shit. I, I don't know how they could work it out, but you know what I'm saying. Or have woo on there. Like, like, like uh, when it's rolled up, it just looks like... And then when you get erect, it goes woo! It looks woo! <laughs> I mean, when you blow on, on it or something. <laughs> the, the actual uh, packaging is like one of his robes. They they got that too, don't you? Like you could make like a custom action figure or, or something. Like every every single possible way you could monetize this shit. They are monetizing this shit, and I fucking love it. Get your money. <laughs> so the big show sheet actually reads as such who will rick flair's last opponent be alimony <laughs> oh i'd ring the bell dan <laughs> if you haven't packed that yet well done liver failure um death always goes over though so that That's we already right. know how that would hit <laughs> So I was informed today that Steamboat said no already because I thought that would have been probably the perfect last opponent. Um, yeah, Steamboat Hogan, said no. That was a while Hogan, ago. Hogan would be interesting to me. Um, I was informed that that's not a good working partner, and I and I didn't really need to be informed of that because this is probably <laughs> a great working match anyway, Greg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Calling out the boss. Shit. No. Not my boss. Um, What was it? So initially it was going to be Rock and Roll Express and a third person versus FTR and Flair. Wasn't that the original plan? Great. Good point that uh, Flair is talking shit about Jericho now. And Jericho seems like a good guy that actually could work for him. Um, Sting makes a ton of sense legacy wise. So I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you want to see? I'll tell you what I want to see. Can't happen, though. Rick's last match would be against Charlotte. That would be cool. Jay Lethal is probably the leader in the clubhouse. He's a, it's a guy that Rick's familiar with. He's been working out with him. We've all seen the tape. You know. I thought he said no. Did he? I thought, oh, I thought I Lethal I said know. no. Oh. I, I think he did as well. I mean, 
I, I have two answers. Because tra- Lethal trained him and was like, dude, I'm not getting back to the ring with this one. <laughs> So I do this. Our, our match is oh, the shit between y'all, Jack. <laughs> so <laughs> Black Machismo come back. Conrad put on Conrad uh, put out a tweet. He said, "In case you need a reminder, Ric Flair's last match with the promo on it." And Greg tweeted, "Quote tweeted against who though?" And I said, "Steamboat." And O'Dowd said, "I thought Ricky was the announced opponent like ages ago." And Greg said, "Nope." He said, "No." And then I said, "What about Hogan?" And Greg said, absolutely not. Flair needs a more physical, oh. capable dance partner. I don't know about I, that, dude. I, I know he called out Jay Lethal, but allegedly Lethal isn't big enough. And now Flair is talking shit about Jericho. I think Jericho fits the bill. My reply was, Sting makes most sense to me as far as nostalgia. Hold on, dude. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Is this a singles match? Could it be a tag match? There's no way they put this match. in there as a singles match, are they? Really? I think it's a singles. I really? think Who can we get back from the Four Horsemen? What if we got the Four Horsemen together for a last match? What Four uh, Horsemen? Arn, Arn can't Arn use his Teller. left hand. Luger's in a wheelchair. Nobody <laughs> knows where the fuck Barry Windham is. Telly, you, Telly, you, you saw Telly on AEW. Like how we go? How? How Sway? How? Tell me. Tell me. Technically, I beg of you. Technically speaking, Sting was a horseman. For like five seconds, but he was still a horseman. Hogan, Nash, and Waltman against Flair, Arn, and Tully, Paul Roma. No, no, and we'll get someone over in this match. Someone that can work. Flair, Arn, uh, all this, and, and who's the biggest cowboy right now in all of professional wrestling? Bill Watts. Yeah. <laughs> James Storm? No. <laughs> Seriously? It's not, it's not uh, gonna be Adam Page. Yeah, let's do it! Let's get Page over here. Diamond Dallas? Booking by Tony. By uh, Tony. Yeah, and he would turn at the end of go get the win. Okay, have, who do you guys think it is? Have, let's let's I get the, no the serious idea. side. No idea. I have no fucking idea, man. No let's, hope let's, not hope, let's hope it's not Jericho. I hate when Greg yeah, right. Shit, Jericho needs some help uh, having good matches nowadays, though. I, I don't know how good of a dance partner that would be for a 73-year-old well, Rick better than every, Better than every other guy we mentioned that's around his era. Okay, that's fair, because he's still active. Okay, that's fair. There are that's two alive. people, if it's a singles match, that I can think of. Okay. Sting, Sting makes the best amount of sense. It's the right. only thing that makes amount of sense. His, his last match in WCW, Sting. His last match when he was in TNA, Sting. So, Sting. But the only other person I can think of, if it's not Sting, Andrade. I thought they broke up. What are you talking about? They're married, sir. No, yeah, Charlotte separate. and Andrade are married. Yeah, yeah. I thought they're separated. Okay. They're married, sir. Doesn't mean they can't be separated. Look, well, that's true. No. That's true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Look at Vince but, and Linda. Ew. They, <laughs> but it, Andrade makes sense. Flair, I, I think, like a couple of years ago, or if not a year ago, there was like Andrade actually suplexed Flair into like a giant pool, and Flair looked like he was enjoying himself. So why not give the last match mantle put over your son-in-law? 
Yeah, that's fair. But if Jay Lethal wasn't a big enough name and he's been on television for the last 20 years consistently, what makes you they think Andrade is a big enough name? They're married, sir. What the fuck? Well, I mean, you know, there was there was a rough patch there. You didn't see the pictures of the wedding floating around a few months ago. Oh, uh, clearly you did, or else we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's a dumb question by me. <laughs> I had my chance. I miss it. Yeah, yeah that's how I felt you, about you size. You done goofed. a seamstress. He did like, what the fuck? <laughs> my bad Mercedes. She married a seamstress. <laughs> wow. God. Oh, I, I love my family. I'm just talking shit, baby. I love my family. We're trading for the world. So, Dan, who do you think is the last match? Uh, I Sting was the first one, to, uh, other than <laughs> Platt's jokes with uh, death and, you know, all that. Is, uh, you know, was my first choice, too, was, well, he's... He's going to walk out to the ring with a <laughs> sailing drip in his arm, holding the <laughs> walker. Uh, it's a gauntlet I... match against all of his wives. <laughs> a... you know, what about what but... about uh, David Flair? No, man. He, he would have to... All right, I'm not saying that Flair is in the best of shape, but he still has enough ring prowess to not have ring rust. When was the last time we saw David actually wrestle in a ring? Oh, don't yell at me. Dan, what were you going to say? I, I think <laughs> until I, I didn't know, I guess, that it was going to I have not been paying attention to it. So I didn't know, like, it's doing its own little the Starcast thing or whatever, because I was like, well, at that point, it has to be someone that they could, you know, legitimately get. So everybody in WWE is basically out because I would love to see John Cena. I would love to see Ric Flair come back for his match in WWE and have against John Cena it would be pretty awesome. Um, that's obviously not going to happen. So the Charlotte player thing would have been really kind of a cool idea too. Um, other than that, then Flair, I think it's got to be Sting. Flair can't, in, Flair can't wrestle in WWE. Because they won't clear him or because he... Yeah, no, they, because they, Shawn, they, Shawn, they, Shawn, he wouldn't insult Shawn Michaels like that. That was going to be my other one too. too. Is like It could be HBK too if they could have gotten into the WWE thing and say, hey. But, yeah, but they're they're not cool anymore though. He's not cool. Him and Sean aren't cool anymore. Why would they want to ruin what they have? One of the greatest matches in the history of professional wrestling. And if Flair would have just stopped fucking wrestling and started fucking working for Vince and making fucking money and keep his fucking mouth shut, we wouldn't have to sit here and talk about who the fuck is going to geriatrically fucking trance around the fucking ring and bounce. bounce. They're going to they're going to bounce off the ropes. They're going to hit the ropes like a wall because they have no strength. Right. The longest part of the match is going to be walking up the fucking steps to get into the goddamn ring. This is going to be atrocious, people. Don't pay to watch it. Oh, yeah. Maybe. All right, Dan. We're done. I'm done with this shit. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe we can I finally can have that match with Flair and the right bros that everybody always talks about. 32. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. He's fighting I mean, Bobby. the card isn't bad. Hey, folks. DC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
did you miss it even more? It's trivia once again, and don't worry, we're oh, still doing. Of course, I, my apologies, AJ. Of course, that's who it's gonna be, Ricky Morton. Uh, if I Tony remember correctly, seeing. If I remember correctly, watch looking at the card, I think Ricky Morton has a match. Does. Oh, I haven't seen that. There there Go is on. a full card. I I know knowing my dumbass, I actually enjoy it. Carrie and Ricky Morton versus Pillman and Brock and uh, Pillman Jr. Uh, and Brock Anderson. Okay. Okay. That actually Co- got announced this week. The card's that not horrible though on paper. The, oh, the card looks amazing. Yeah. That Original Brian Pillman and Brock Lesnar. No. Arn <laughs> Anderson's kid in Pillman Jr. versus Carrie and Ricky Morton. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> uh, damn, I interrupted you for nothing. I, my apologies, man. I'm going back on mute. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, I'm also not going to lie. One match that I'm really looking forward to, and this is the blazing me talking. Brock Wol- Lesnar and the Lazarus of Wrestling, Brian Pillman. Return to the ring. <laughs> Is I'm what, Tokyo sure. 3K's on the card? No, it's an impact match. Pretty sure this is a trivia segment, so unless you want me to it go into Brock Lesnar and Brian Pillman promos, you better get cracking asking him questions. By the way, I was talking about the Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards versus uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. That's going to be a fucking good match. All That's right. The Beast and Lazarus, they combine. Pretty good. Uh, hey, Dan, one, two, two or three. And, um... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I forget where I was going, but I'm just going to go with number one. I know I'm not deucing it this year, but I can't remember. If that was one or three. No. Are you playing the Wheel of Fortune thing or no? It's not even funny anymore, guys. It's really not. It's the only thing funny that, anymore. The Dan's only a, funny dude, thing is my reaction. After Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Who I... has the most SummerSlam wins in WWE history? Remember, these are all going to be SummerSlam questions because it's the biggest party of the summer, everybody. So who has the most wins in SummerSlam history? I think I know this one. All right. That's right. For the next two weeks, we're also going to still have SummerSlam trivia. I will make sure of it. I will find more. I swear. Uh, that was from Eggs. That was from Eggs. Good old Predator burp. That's the description. <laughs> I also feel bad because I remember a while ago, Mags on Twitter went... How come whenever I'm on the show, I don't know a single fucking thing on trivia, but when I am listening to it, I can answer all these questions rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're when you're on the hot seat, you you choke. You choke up, man. Oh shit. Shots fired. Dan coming in high. No, it's true. I do the same thing. It's like, oh yeah, I know that shit. After you say it, I'm like, I don't have no clue. (laughs) All right, so what are the answers, everybody? Oh. Flat says Cena. Sorry. Dan says Sean Mike with six. And no, Tony... so. neither of those are right. <clears throat> Tony says yeah, Edge. Other, that was my other guess. Uh, all of you are actually wrong. 
Oh, the Undertaker. It's Brett. It's, it's Brett. It's, 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 take, it's Taker. Fuck uh, It's Taker with 10. Fuck him and his wins at main events. Well, he wrestled himself at one of them, man, so that shouldn't count. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> he both won mm-hmm. and lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... Part of 15 SummerSlams. Can't lose Somehow that one. Somehow has 10-6 record. He lost to Mankind. He lost to Stone Cold. He lost to... Um... You're not getting bonus points for this. Okay, who gives a shit? All right. <laughs> door, door, number, oh. door number two. Fuck it. Door number two, you will have a good deuce. When the fuck do I start going last picking doors? This is crap. With, this your, told you. With your Pillman and Brock Lesnar bullshit. Doors, that's why. Doors, you pick oh, your nose. Oh, we, we we just finished talking about something, and then we move on to something else, and then you want to talk about what we just finished talking about. That's when you get Brock Lesnar meets Brian Pillman in this a Beast vs. match. This is why you don't pick. He thinks that's a good bit, too. Like, you can't tell him that's not, like, comedy gold at all. You cannot tell him that. All right. <laughs> hey, guys, Wind? let me tell you the joke about the old team. Oh, Jerry, it's gold. Your round team. When was the last time a title did not change hands on the main show of SummerSlam? That means no Come dark on. matches, no heat. You got to give me a year. Come the on. Closest without... The closest without the going over. Why don't they call it round team? Do I have to guess what title? No, you have to guess what year the titles did not change on the main card. No title changes. No title so changes there... on the main card. When was their last year at SummerSlam had zero title changes on the Yes, and I'll give it to the closest. I also have to specify the year because on the dark show, like the dark match, there was a title change. See, this is even dumber. That's why I said the main show. I had to specify. I would say, I would say if you don't like it, start doing trivia every week. Otherwise, just answer the fucking question. It's still a dumb fucking question. I don't give a fuck. And no, <laughs> I'm not doing trivia. You could all kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can fucking line up, too. Single <laughs> file, by the way. No pushing. All right, I got two balls and a dick. I got plenty of room for all three of you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Bullshit question. What? <laughs> all right, Platt says 2015 with his two balls and a dick. Dan says 2012. <laughs> Tunny says... <laughs> Tunny's still right. Tunny's cheating, man. He's Fuck picking in between. He's, he's, going for, he's going for... He's going for... Tunny says 2016. Someone did actually get the answer right. Well, I hope it's It was Dan. Yeah. So when I yeah. saw 2015, I, I also put 2015. Fuck that. And that way I had every year from 16 until now. Yeah, yeah Price is Right rules it. Yeah. Price is Right. I nice. bet 800, he bets 801. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow Dan got the toaster price correct. I don't know. I don't, what, know. What's, uh, don't ask what's... me how. I just picked a number. The perfect perfect Hmm? bid. What was the main event in 2012? Jeff, uh, the God of Biscuits versus Simon, the God of Hairdos. Next. Shut shut the fuck up. Uh, I I think it was Brock versus AD, Tuddy, not BC. It was Brock Lesnar takes on Brian Pillman in a Beast versus Lazarus match to take all the marbles. Was that Daniel Bryan and John Cena? Was that 2012? No. uh, No. 
No, it wasn't. Spencer, no, it was, it was Triple H. to take on the nasty oh, ball. No, 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 it was Cena and Punk and Triple H and Brock. Those were the the two marquee matches, right? Well, yeah. we had some device that so. could tell us. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> micro uh, and trips. Brock and trips. Look at some microfiche. That's called uh, a <laughs> that, that that's called setting the table, ladies and gentlemen. That's a tease <laughs> in the indus- industry. Uh. Yeah, because Tony it's keeps saying Brock Lesnar and why Tony's not Sunday, picking. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> uh, AJ, door number three, door number three, or Brock in a Beast versus Lazarus match, Tendo matches. Who has more SummerSlam wins, Hulk Hogan or the Ultimate Warrior? Don't you fucking dare. You heard it. You heard it. Say it. You heard it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Flash shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> Tony already put up his answer of warrior with a question mark. You guys aren't you ain't getting me with this trick question. Dan says Hogan and Platt says Hogan. So Tony gets absolutely no fucking points. They have the same amount of wins, don't they? (laughs) That's one of those questions. (laughs) Wait, 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 Platt, are you changing it to they have the same amount of wins? No, because I don't see how that's possible. Because Warrior only did like four SummerSlams. Like Hogan was doing SummerSlams up until like 2005. He beat Orton at SummerSlam. He beat fucking uh, Shawn Michaels SummerSlam. He won as the, the Mega Bucks. Powers. Yeah, Mega Bucks beat the uh, um, Hogan and or beat so, uh, Macho and Zeus. Oh yeah, Macho and Zeus. Uh, the the two because the, there's Macho and Zeus, and then there's also the Mega Powers. They beat I, uh, Money Inc. So you're you're staying with Hogan. I'm, I'm Dan, you're, Hogan. you're also staying with Hogan. I'm staying with Hogan. It's not a tie. So it is Hogan. It's not a tie. So first one to give me a number is correct. Number of it's wins for Hogan. These guys are tied. Yeah, for seven. Hogan. Because seven. no, not you, fucking Tony. Not you, Tony. Oh. I give you sit, answer. Sit, sit there seven. with your Brock versus seven. Brian Pillman in an acolyte jerk off match. Seven. It's fun when people try to tell me what to do because it doesn't work. Seven. No, it doesn't. <laughs> seven sounds like a good oh, number. I'm going to go with seven. Seven uh, like a good number. I'll go six just to be a contrarian. Flat's right with six. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Hogan won six SummerSlams. Hogan won six SummerSlams. Nice. Warrior won five. They're both undefeated. Oh, hang on. Does WrestleMania. Oh, no. I think of WrestleMania. Never mind. Does yeah. WrestleMania Wrestle count? Does WrestleMania count for? No, I was thinking of the WrestleMania <laughs> Nine pay per view. Of like, he wrestled twice. Does it count as two? I'm a. <laughs> I, I can't come up with the six, man, because we got the two tag matches. We talked two about those. Guys. We talked about Orton. We talked about Shawn Mike. So what am I? What two matches am I missing? 
So Black got a point for that. Now they're tied at two, right? No. Black won two to one. No, Black Dan got, got a different question, right? Didn't he? Yeah, he did. He got the SummerSlam, uh, the, the 2012 Talk? question yeah, correct. Yeah, yes, yeah, I won. Yeah. got 2012. The tiebreaker was oh, the how many wins, I thought. Oh, no. Oh. Dan won. Yes. No one said Undertaker. Bitches. Dan won. I'm, I'm dumb. Let me drink more. Yeah, because that's how that works. <laughs> well, what are the other two wins, goddammit? What are, what are the other two wins? Fucking A. That was hilarious, guy. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. So before we move to chairshot.com, always use your head. Before we go into Seinfeld, Mega Powers versus Mega Bucks, Sean Mike versus Sean Mike. Yeah. We're Savage and Zeus with Beefcake. Got that one. Orton in 06. Got that one. Earthquake in 1990. Mm, okay. And uh, when he tagged with the Ultimate Warrior to face Sergeant Slaughter. And, oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. And, yeah, okay. Match made okay. in hell. <laughs> I really want to do it, but I'll save it. No, I won't! Brock Lesnar versus Brian Pillman, the last race of Brock's like, enough! Riff by Saddam Hussein! Ah! What's amazing to me about the library is that here's a place where you can go in, you take out any book you want, they just give it to you and say, bring it back when you're done. <laughs> it reminds me of like this pathetic friend that everybody had when they were a little kid that would let you borrow any of his stuff if you would just be his friend, you know? That's what the library is. It's a government-funded, pathetic friend. <laughs> That's why everybody kind of bullies the library. I'll bring it back on time. I'll bring it back late. Oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to judge me? Nickel? All right, gentlemen. And and very iconic episode of Seinfeld, the library book. Some unbelievable interactions and monologues and uh, just a wonderful display of everybody's acting on display except for Seinfeld. Which is the call of this show. Chris, I know you love this show. I know you love the actor who played uh, the library lieutenant bookman or whatever the fuck you want to call him. But uh, go ahead. Why don't you kick us off here, Chris, with your thoughts of the library book? Well, first and foremost, R.I.P. Because he just got up out of here, what, a couple weeks ago, right? June. Did he? Yeah. And this is an iconic performance, man. I mean... The the funniest part to me is you could actually literally see Jerry breaking kayfabe, you know, be whatever the Mr. Bookman's giving his monologues. Like that's the funniest shit about this episode to me, right Philip there. Philip Baker Hall. Philip Baker Hall. Yeah, he just got up out of here. What about two weeks ago, right? Month ago. Oh, yeah. month ago. Okay. Yeah. So R.I.P. But yeah, this is an an iconic Seinfeld episode just on the basis of that. Uh, George with the subplot and the the fucking teacher. You know how much of a nerd you got to be to get bullied by the teacher, <laughs> like it's a gym teacher at least. I was about to say it's a gym <laughs> teacher. You still get bullied. Getting the atomic wedgies. <laughs> but yeah, but Mr. Bookman, man, he stole the show this episode. I, you know, I, I think we can all agree to that, right? 
The guy was in Magnolia, Boogie Nights. <clears throat> he made appearances on Modern Family. Uh, he Wait, was in who, Rush who, Hour. Who was he in Boogie Nights? I remember him from Rush Hour. He was uh, the, the chief me, of police. Me, yeah, he was the chief of yeah. Let me yeah. tell the list. I'll go in there. Uh, he was in The Talented Mr. Ripley, uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins, Amityville Horror. Uh, what else we got here? Bruce Almighty. Oh, he was the police commissioner in Ghostbusters, too. I mean, the guy has been doing a lot of things for a long time. He's an excellent, yeah, excellent, excellent actor. So, uh, you question, Platt, was who was he in Boogie Nights? Yeah, he's a That Guy All-Star, by the way. Floyd Gondoli. Okay, I guess nobody... Floyd Floyd Gondoli. (laughs) Who the fuck was Floyd Gondoli? Was that the rival porn guy? Okay, now you're going to have to look shit up for yourself. So, the... (laughs) episode five of season three (laughs) the premise is jerry gets a phone call and it's the library and it's a book that he took out 20 years ago they was uh, i think they were seniors in high school dan or they were freshmen in high school uh shit i don't remember what the year i I don't remember but but it was it was it was was sometime in high school school. yeah i don't think they specified i think it was just high school called the tropic of cancer which is a book about sex or a story about sex and every all these high school kids get all hot about it so jerry was reading it with his girlfriend at the time and he remembers it vividly and he remembers returning the library book well long story short on this part of this episode is at the towards the end you get a flashback scene because george was the one he gave the book to now we find this out because his memory is jogged because george was getting a wedgie from his gym teacher who he ended up seeing at the library when Jerry went down to the library and now the guy just sleeps on the steps of the library. And at the end of the episode, we see that when George got the wedgie, he dropped the book and the teacher picked it up and got fired the next day and the guy's sleeping outside. The book is just steps outside the library the entire time, gentlemen. Yep. Meantime, Elaine is trying to figure out if she's going to be fired from publishing because they didn't order lunch for her and her boss doesn't like anything she does. So she's acting all weird at work. And then Kramer seduces the librarian and is just taken by her poems. <laughs> Gentlemen, I thought maybe she needs a little Kramer. Uh, <laughs> maybe. DP, we've made you go last on everything today. Why don't you give us your thoughts here on episode five of season three of the library book. Yeah, there's so many good parts about that. Like, uh, just the you know the the library investigator's last name is Bookman, like Kramer. Like, I, come on, like hilarious. And yeah, watching books that's like an ice cream truck driver's last name being Cone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, just every yeah every uh, dialogue of uh, Bookman. Basically trying to break Jerry. I like. I think that was the whole point. It was he was purposely trying everything he could. I brought that up before. I think too. Yeah, I think he was purposely doing it. (laughs) Watching Jerry's reaction of looking away, like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Busting people like, busting people like you, Joy Boy. So let me ask: Was he riffing, or was that written for him? Because I, I kind of feel like he was just going off the cuff. He was just riffing. Seinfeld was one of the, I mean, granted, that show is way more scripted than Curb, but that show was like, I feel we, like we, don't was, budget, yeah. we don't have a budget on the actual film that takes the fucking picture of what we're doing and sound. So go ahead. That's that's Jerry and Larry, though, right? To a T. 
I think so too. I think that whole thing was just hit that guy riffing on everything because who writes Joy Boy and all that stuff that he's called him? He thought of every different thing you could think of to call him. You, you think they knew what Kramer was going to say or do every time he came? You know what I mean? I don't. I think a lot of that's unscripted in there. With we need to get to this point, we need to get to this point, and we need to get yeah. there this way. You can kind of do whatever you want in between, right. and especially Just now we talk notes. about how the characters have developed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah without sure. a doubt. I just want to make this clear for people that may be younger that are listening to this, where they're like, it's a fucking book, shrug. This was still around for me. Being told that you had a library book, or even back then, a blockbuster like game or DVD, as soon as you were told it is overdue, you start fucking panicking. Because what did Kramer say? It was like, oh, well, there, there's, there's eight, Five there's a. It, it's yeah, like five cents a day for twenty years. It's like fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> dive, Jerry. That's a hundred grand. <laughs> exactly. It's like what? Like, it, like that is an actual fear. I, of course, I found it funny that Kramer was trying to hit on the library, and I found it funny that George try bullied the entire time. Yeah, he was trying. It was a time. You know, there was a time. There was a time when uh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't know about uh, a librarian's personal life, and we didn't want to know. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm the youngest one, and even I know that. There's even a time when I'm like, older lady. She didn't say anything. Right. She gets in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Yeah, me well, and you, we're not going to change the world. We're old. But what about that kid that's in here? Let me tell you something, Jerome. You're a joy boy, and you're going to do it again. And I'm going to be right there to catch you the next time. I'm going to be all over you like a bulldog on a poodle. <laughs> oh, just uh, classic. Yeah. Comedy, guys. I mean, what a great episode. Yeah, it was. And I, I did actually, because I, I shrugged and said, I have enough time. What's the next episode? And I did watch the next episode. And I was actually laughing a lot with that one too but we'll get to that next week it's funny you bring that up aj because uh i'm always looking at what what we got next and what the season has and everything and this season has so many of my favorite episodes so many of my favorite things that i can remember this particular scene like from beginning to end right next week episode is one of my least favorite episodes of (laughs) all time really yes uh, I, I think i think we all know one reason why i like it it takes place in new jersey I'll, i will reserve saying whether or not i would actually tell you i dislike the episode until i watch it again next friday a half hour before we record because that's when i watch these so I have as fresh as possible what is it what was the episode the parking, the parking garage oh really I what liked are your it. I don't favorites? know. Yeah. I liked it. We'll have plenty of time to talk about favorites. it next week. Yeah, 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 we yeah shut up, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we have material for next week as to why Tony fucking hates it, apparently. Let me run down. Let me, I'm just going to run down the episodes that for the rest of the season here. Seven through 20. There's 23 episodes this season, right? We're six in. There was six the first season. There was 12 the second season. That's 18 and five this season. We've done this for 23 weeks. We've almost done this for a half a year now, gentlemen. It doesn't feel like that, does it? 
Uh, After the parking garage is the cafe. Then the tape. I know that one. The nose job. The nose job. Hey. <laughs> the stranded. The alternate side. Okay. The red dot. The subway. The Pez dispenser. The suicide. The fix up. The boyfriend. The boyfriend's two episodes. When we get to that, we're gonna do both episodes in one week. The limo. The Good Samaritan. The letter. One of my favorite episodes of all time, The Parking Space. And lastly, season three will round out with The Keys. We got some heat on deck. Oh, brother, we got some heat. (laughs) All right. Any last thoughts here from the library book today or on Seinfeld in general? And AJ, you're... Your analysis and your explanations and everything that you do from the age you are, that perspective, is beautiful here because a lot of people who, it's the cell phone. It's the cell phone. It really is. If you didn't, if you didn't get a cell phone until you were in high school or after, you probably will like this show. If you got it before that, because you're younger generation, you probably don't like this show. But once you get into it and give it time, I know AJ loves it now. I know Kriba's been watching it with you, Platt. Now she, you told me she, she kind of gets it more after getting into it a little bit. But uh, that's my last thought, and I can't wait for next week, even though it's an episode that I wouldn't leave on if I came across it on TBS. I don't know if there is central now. Th- this is well. This was been. This was my experience, and this was also Amber's experience more, more recently. Because I didn't get Seinfeld for the longest time. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't understand it. And I'm like, why? none of these people are likable. Why would I want to spend 30 minutes a week with these melon farmers? And then I watched an episode. It, it, it just clicked. It was the opposite. The, that, that's, that's the one that, that hooked me. The opposite episode. And George comes in, greetings, greetings, and salutations after he gets the Yankees job. And I don't know what it was about that episode, but it, it, it just clicked for me. And I never saw Seinfeld the same way after that. And this is one of the greatest shows that's ever been on television, like bar none, without question. And Amber, what what episode did I tell you that it clicked for Amber just this week, Tony? Do you remember? I don't. Tweet oh that no, it it was um, it was the they were going to the dinner party, and and Jerry and Elaine went to the bakery, and George and Kramer went to the liquor store. The chocolate babka, and they're fishing yes. it out of the Jerry. Yes. The old lady and the coat goes out the window. Yeah. Yes. That that was the one that it clicked for her. And so she's all in now. And that's a, it's a beautiful it's, thing to see it click, to watch it click it, on somebody else, you know. It's funny, too, because there's nine seasons. And if you're a younger uh, generation, I'm saying like right now as we sit, if you are under the age of 35 and you haven't watched Seinfeld or have you only seen an episode here or there and you don't like Seinfeld and you're like wondering why it's good and you have a minute. Start with like season seven. Yeah, I was about to, that. That that's me. I, I I know we don't usually say that often, but when I'm the 26 year old with a bunch of 40 year olds telling about Seinfeld. TP <laughs> <laughs> last thoughts. Um, I was thinking about this last week, and I now that we were looking up the episodes. Uh, this era of television always seemed to have a theme 
to the naming convention of episodes. And nine seasons, there is only there is one episode in nine seasons of Seinfeld that does not start with the word the. That was hmm. pretty. That's pretty interesting. You know, like uh, Friends always had the one with or which, whatever they always started you, with something. Do you know which episode it is? I did because I wanted to scroll through the episodes because I was like, I think they all start with the word the. But there's one episode what that doesn't. What season is it? The first one, of course. Season one. What is it? Was it Pilot? Is that what it is? Had the name of the Pilot? <laughs> no, the first episode's the <laughs> Seinfeld Chronicles. There's no actually no Pilot. Uh, huh. But I thought, well, I thought that was the name of the show, wasn't it initially? That sounds about. I think so. Probably was. Yeah, yeah. probably is knowing that. As opposed, that. yeah. But it was the name of the show and the name of the first episode. The name of the first episode, yeah. The title was the Seinfeld uh, Chronicles. I got it. Uh, I know what it is, and it yeah. should. All they had to do was put a the in front of it. Right. That's why I was like, that's the only one. Why didn't they put a the there? But... I, that wouldn't leave Jerry alone. It's male on bonding. Yep. Yep. But we're going to get back to that guy, too. That's the Stranded. They go out to his house. Yeah. That's the Stranded where they get so... out for the party, and Kramer has to come pick him up and look for the... He couldn't remember the address, oh. but he remembered the numbers. There. Oh, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right. Sadly, so... been there, done that. Um... <laughs> Last thoughts and your social medias. We'll start with DPP today on everything. Uh, if you have any last thoughts, no, Ric Flair, stay the hell out of the ring. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, geez. yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's just, it's, I don't know. Uh, you can follow me all over the worldwide social media interwebs. And it's me, DPP, and follow this show, the DWI Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash DWI Podcast and on Twitter at podcast DWI. AJ? Uh, I'm going to actually take something out of Platt's book, which is going to be weird, because this is just very stereotypical Platt for me to say. Congrats on Keith Lee and Hobbs winning the AEW tag team titles. On AEW Dynamite! They actually did win it on Dynamite. Congrats to them. I'm happy. I'm happy for them, but it didn't make sense to me. But go ahead. No, not at all. No. If it works, it works. I don't care. The Young Bucks lost the belts. I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, but the money is the trilogy for with Young Bucks and FTR, yep. you yep. know, wrestling for literally every belt that's not inside the WWE universe. Right, except for the important. Yeah, who cares? But you can follow me on all social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that fun jazz. At PhenomenalAJB, AJB in caps. And uh, hey, let's also not forget. Go check out thechairshot.com. You got articles on everything wrestling, sport, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. You just find it on thechairshot.com. Yeah, all your wrestling reviews, news, and notes from Stephen Mitchell and Andrew Belaz. And every week you're getting a great music review on some different type of album from Andrew as well. So those two guys really knock it out of the park for us on the writing side. Uh, in addition to country, if you when, wanted that, yeah, I mean, like he's, he's going across the, the genre of music. Like he's, he's really knocking it out of the park. I really like those. Uh, um, AJ jumps in there and does a lot of good, good stuff on there. Uh, I think we're trying to get back to the bandwagon nerd review stuff. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe I can talk DPP after he gets moved into doing a video game review once a month. Um, ah. yeah. the... Will? <laughs> right. 
Once every don't worry, months, Dan, I'll be at the rear. You know, you don't know how badly I've been wanting to do these reviews and just have not found any time to. I know. I, I, I. All right. Well, you can find me at PC. Uh, make sure you're listening to Chair Shot Radio Network on all of your favorite streaming platforms, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, TheChairShot.com. Everything's there. Um, what What do you got? Nothing. Well, I mean, you totally skipped me, sir. I know. I was going to let you go last. Oh, okay. Well, let me know when you're ready for me. Oh, you're trying to throw it over to Chris? Is that what you're doing, Dan? You thought I yeah. forgot, too? I did. Yeah, like yeah, man. You went into the clothes. You just started going like this. I was going like Chris go last. I, I mean, you, you you kind of had an off episode today, sir. You 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 got fixated on that monster truck, Brock Lesnar, Brian Pillman thing. No, 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 no. Incarnate uh, 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 returns to take on the Lazarus of Wrestling, Brian Pillman in a hell. In a cell in hell, inside of a cell in hell, man. Sounds like an Ultimate like Warrior promo. A little bit. <laughs> but I, I could see the monster truck like Bigfoot, one night only, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You know, maybe he'll wrestle Herschel Walker. Maybe Rick Flair and Herschel Walker. <laughs> you showed your age by saying Bigfoot and not Gravedigger. All right, right, Chris, so you guys are all thrown it's, off it's because the they fuck don't... out of me, man. Like, what the fuck? I've never been to a goddamn monster truck rally. Do I look like I've been to a goddamn monster what? truck rally, sir? <laughs> Chris, I was letting you go last, and you can close the show today. Hey, man, shout out to uh, you can find me on Twitter at the real C Platt. Make sure you go to poorwrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t shirt. Please support the movement. Shout out to Randy the Ram Rob. I mean, uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair having his last match. Uh, Pretty Tony Khan, you know, Ring of Honor's got a pay-per-view next week. We're probably not going to review it. You got way too much dip on your chips, sir. You're doing way too much. You're booking, like, five shows for AEW. You're booking Ring of Honor. Cocaine and Adderall will only take you too far, sir. You're Hannah. You need a Barbera. Go find you a Barbera, sir. I was going to say Montana. Shout out to everybody just living and enjoying your lives, man. Summertime is here. Beautiful weather. Get outside. Go get a little sun. Enjoy your families. Enjoy your loved ones, man. Take this spin on this crazy journey we call life and enjoy yourself. Find some time to enjoy yourself. Um, Anything else? Uh, shout out to all my Africans. Uh, did I miss anybody? R.I.P. to my man on Seinfeld who just passed. Uh, last week, um, I think that's better. Uh, free Britney Griner. Um, Herschel Walker needs to learn how to talk if you're gonna be a politician. Uh, Walker, not Herschel Talker. That's the show. For- <laughs> all right, we out of here, man. So, no, shout out to all you. More, most importantly, the listeners, man. We couldn't do it without you. We appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back here next week, same plat time, same plat channel, and until then. You've been listening to the podcast known as D.W.I. Bye, Tony.
And bidee, 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 bidee. That's all, folks. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'm sorry. I ran across something that's making me die of laughter on social media. I don't know if people heard about this, but apparently Paul White is going to bring back Captain Insano to AEW. They they secured the rights to Captain Insano. There's already an outfit made, and they're doing a lot of pep work, and this will be his last hurrah. This white hat and Barbera. I'm a big man fan, and I love when Show has the belt. I love when Kane has the belt. I'm in. Let's do it. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.